When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Meta Show. Today is July the 10th. We have a fireside edition of the show for you today. Why? Because we like you. But also, because Mittens is not here. That is correct. So, you may be asking, Frisk. Where is Mittens? Mittens is at a wedding. That's where he is. I have no idea why he's going to a wedding on a Saturday. I think it is very, very unfortunate that they decided to plan a wedding in the middle of the Meta Show, like they should have thought of us first. Hmm. But hey, not everybody can do that. Today is July 10th. I am joined by my favorite side seat partner when Mittens is not here, Mr. Merkel Chen from Karma Fleet. I am joined also today by Kazanir, our favorite economics guru, for his second Meta Show appearance in two months. I think two months, three months, two months, three months. Three months. Tried. Pretty close. And of course, by the one, the only, Mr. Smasher Elias, who remembered the show was today. Hi, Asher. Hey, sorry, sorry about last time again. <laughs> it's okay, but I'm going to make fun of you forever. So just be prepared for that. All right, fair enough. All right. So here is the deal: the war is a year old. It was a year old on Monday past. Nothing is happening. It's kind of boring. We're all freaking out about the game and the player counts. And we're all just here to just dish and have a good chat and, and have fun. And note how good Mark's camera looks. I think we need to have a conversation about that to start the show off. So. Little old me over here. You yeah. Know? What, what happened? Why, why, why do you look so good today? Uh, I don't know. Well, a thousand dollars later, we've been able to get me out of the blur zone. I really appreciate it. I'm I'm thankful. I'm counting my blessings. I'm taking it all one day at a time. Um, you know what? It's Saturday. I can't complain. I, I guess the only complaint we could possibly have is that so little has been happening lately uh, in game which after a year of, of, you know, grinding, grinding war, it's kind of nice to get a little bit of a break. What remains to be seen is how long people take off uh, before we get back after it. Uh, I think that'll be, uh, that's the curiosity that I've got certainly uh, related to when we fire back up. If we do fire back up, there's been a little bit of drama, I guess this we week. We had drama this week. Huh? We've, pit we've pitchforked very hard on our eve. I mean, CCP has been taking it on the chin now, I feel like for the last 45 days or so in ways that I don't know that I've ever seen in the decade I've been around. But, you know, what the hell? We'll kind of rumble around, talk about all of it today. Um, but thank you for noticing my camera. I do appreciate it. I, I need pretty. that expensive so purchase pretty. to be validated. Exactly. And, and since the main reason that you got it was on our other stream on Rampage Incorporated, where you can join us almost every night streaming EVE Online. And Ominate said there was no difference between like a Logitech webcam and a DSLR and Merck had to prove it wrong. Yeah. And that's how it happened. The moment he admitted 
that it looked better, I started packing the DSLR to return it. I was like, well, a mission accomplished. We've we've got go. him to eat crow now. And you know what I just noticed? The picture of Freddy over there in the corner is wonderful. There you go. See, I had to add a little bit of hype for you being here in the side seat because Mitten is not here. So we have a picture of Freddy. We have a big wave ready to go. It's chilling over there on the side. We're, we're, we made it a happy place for you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Kaz, you're back. And I love your shirt. I am back. <clears throat> the economy's not quite in a recession yet, uh, but we're getting there. Uh, it's been a really interesting uh, few months. Like I said, when I was on the show uh, a couple months ago, I actually have not played even some time. Uh, I came back like last October. Uh, sadly, I'm a little older, have a job, haven't had nearly as much time to play as I would have liked. Uh, but it's been really interesting to watch uh, scarcity essentially win us this war. Uh, that might be an unfamiliar concept for some of the listeners, but it really is how I feel after all this time uh, watching us sort of match up what we have got against what the enemy can bring and watching them run out of gas here uh, at the finish line has been super gratifying. So whether that's actually good for Eve or not, well, we'll talk about that later. But really entertaining uh, few months, especially the past few weeks, yeah. I have to agree with that. And, I mean, that, the question that I have is we've got – We've got scarcity that is keeping people out of the game. The PCU is dropping. What is What does Eve's preeminent and most revered fleet commander think about what is happening right now? Unfortunately, we have him is with Mr. us. Is Mr. B on the show? <laughs> right? <laughs> Billy's not on the show today, guys. Sorry. Now, oh. Asher, what have you been doing with yourself? Since we haven't had any massive, massive, like, super titan fights where you could kill 200 trillion is worth of stuff. Like mm, I've been calling 1-800-BLUE-BALLS and just acting out some character fantasies uh, whenever I can. It's been, it's, it's cost me a lot, to be honest. Um, but listen, Merc, Merc is willing to fund this stuff just to keep me active. I was about to ask if I'm paying for this or what's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, it hasn't been, it has, it's been a boring, like what, two months now, almost like that, but it's been that way for everyone. I've, uh, I've been shoveling wood chips and putting them in my backyard. This is really, it's like the height of interest, actually. I'm really um, excited. Is that, is that part of the tree that fell? Did you finally cut the tree down that fell on your house? No, no, you <laughs> that was taken care of, but, okay. uh, we ordered 15 yards of wood chips. It was a lot of wood chips actually. And they dumped uh 40 in my, in my driveway. <laughs> And then they were just like, you know, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. They they won't take them back. Run, the, run those you know, numbers so, by me again. How many did you want? Fifteen. And you got forty. Yeah, and I can move about a yard to two in an hour. So, so do you have like eighteen inches thick of mulch in your flower beds you right now? No idea. No, my whole backyard is now mulched and it's eight inches deep. <laughs> and I'm not done yet. Um, so. Uh, but don't worry, the feels like temp in, in, in where I, I actually don't want to say where I am, but the feels like temp where I am is about 105 right now. It's really good. It's really good. Um, you could be anywhere from Florida to Canada right now, yeah, given yeah, how that hot doesn't it really is. narrow so, things down, does it? There you go. Uh, what? Uh, but there is like actually some Eve news. Like we're we're acting like there isn't any Eve news. That, all right, that is true. That is we're kind of dancing. We're dancing around the Eve news because. It's not good news. At least it's not good news, I think, in the overall scheme of things. I guess it, all right, I sh I'm stupid. It's good news, right? It's very classy of us to have waited six minutes to bring this up. <laughs> I, I will guarantee you, though, if, if Mittens was here, it, that would not have been possible. <laughs> it would have been in the first five six seconds. Six seconds? It would have been Maybe. great. Yeah. It would have been great. 
So for those of you who have not been following all of the recent drama, here is what happened. Apparently, two of the corporations inside our dear friends at Northern Coalition dot have decided that they don't want to be part of the war anymore and were in negotiations with Nulsechnaya Shalupin to join NSH and go into LOSEC and begin terrorizing people like NSH is wont to do. Those corporations were Criterion and Original Sinners, Original Sinners being well, well known for a variety of reasons, including being a former Imperium Corporation. They were in Bastion and in TNT. And they include some of the most storied names in NC Dot, including their lead, one of the lead FCs, Brother Bob, Imperium Traders, Pittsburgh, and Redline, former CSM candidate twice, Blazing Bunny, uh, and Joey Zom, who is everyone's favorite guy to whelp random stuff, including Phoenixes in T5Z and in 1DQ. And essentially, this represents the bulk of MC Dot's U.S. time zone fleet commander experience, and apparently they're getting kicked out. That is the story. Now, you guys may have more information than I do, since I am just a lowly newsman, and you all have fingers on the pulse of all of the spy apparatus around New Eden. So fill in the gaps from my what I just said there. I mean, I pay $4 billion a month for the test feed, so I'm, yeah. I'm actually really plugged in. You should totally know. Yeah. He's giving you a hell of a discount, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, so it, it, what it looks like is it looks like two U.S. time zone corps from NC are leaving. Uh, it looks like they're going to join NSH, which is a mostly U.S. time zone um, group. They absorb Dogfort, uh, whatever. I don't remember. What did Dogfort become? They formed freight, an alliance. Freight train. Freight train, train diplomacy. diplomacy. Boom. They yeah. formed their own alliance for a, a while. And... Um, uh, but then they absorbed them uh, when they were U.S. They are U.S. time zone. So um, looks like they're going to become a pretty a pretty big U.S. time zone group. Um, one of the larger ones in the game, actually. Um, so I, I think I think the thing that is really what well, this is really indicative of is is how unsustainable their strategy has become. Um, and it's, it's not because it's a bad idea, like this sort of containment idea is not, it's not bad in the sense of, if you looked at it in a vacuum, right? Like people have sat around the walls of Constantinople for five years. Uh, you know, um, there, there have been all kinds of, of cities, great cities or states that have fallen because armies surrounded them and they sat there for years and, and starved them out. And the difference between those armies and EVE ones is EVE players are paying for the privilege to do so. Uh, you know, when you hear me talk about the philosophy of FC, I mention a lot that every fleet is an addition for the next one, right? I want every fleet to be enjoyable, so you come on my next fleet, because you are paying a company for the right to come on my fleets, right? You're paying your own hard-earned money or time, one way or the other. And the, um, you know, the, 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 this is a great strategy for conscripts. This is a great strategy for people that are earning a salary. This is not a great strategy for people who are paying you for the right to do so. And this is what, you know, Eve is the ultimate vote with your feet place. There's no way 
that you can lock anyone in the goon swarm. There's no way you can lock anyone in the horde. And they're going to vote with their feet, you know, and they're doing it. That's 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 the story to me. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I mean, they've done their best with a lock-in, right? Every alliance you join, you leave test, you join horde, you're still at war against us. You leave right. horde, you join some other alliance, you're probably still at war against us. Why? If they tried. Uh, but but that just goes to show why this these corporations are looking for one of the few serious alliances that is not in the donut because they might have people to shoot. That's what they want. And they haven't been doing that for the longest time, or at least not in the way they want, right? Um, and it also goes to to Pappy's overall like governance model. Half of these alliances are, are alliances that are about PvP. They try and hold space so they can rent it. If that's what your alliance's model is, and your guys are not having fun while they're at war, they're they're also not seeing the benefits of the war. If if Pappy were to to win supposedly, right? Are they going to see any of that space? No, all of this is going to go to test alliance. Please ignore. And if they were getting some space of their own, are they seeing the money from it? Well, no, they're not crabs. It's just going to get rented. So if they're not having fun or they're not inspired or what have you, and you've done this for a year, I totally see where something like this comes from. I see it too. I mean, look, if you guys listen, last night, uh, Blazing Bunny gave a, a pretty long interview on uh, toxic and stations, and they were talking about what... Uh, what was going on. And I think Ash and I were talking about this briefly before the show started. And what we saw more than anything, he said, he must've said eight or nine times. This is a video game. Yeah. Like over and over again, this is a video game. And that's something that I've heard him say a lot. I know blazing money very well. We were on open comps together for years, met him in Vegas, hung out. He's a cool dude. But my experience with him and with a lot of the guys in NC dot, including guys like Pittsburgh uh, and, and, the, and some of the other folks in NC dot, those guys are fighters. They play the game to fight. They want a PvP. They're not going to sit very well with, okay, well, the world is reopening, so you guys got to sit here and do nothing for another four months. You know, that that's that never struck me as, as being something that those guys would be willing to do. And then at the same time, you've got a ton of people in groups in NC Dot, in PL, and other organizations that came along in this war because it was supposed to be fun. And it was fun. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, to pretend that we haven't gotten a shit ton of content out of this war over the last year. Anybody who wants to say that we didn't is not paying attention. We had some of the best fights. I've had some of the most fun I've had in EVE Online during this war. But we're at the point now where it's a stalemate and it's it's a, quote, siege. And we're talking about things like containment. We're talking about things like influence. We're not talking about when's the next big fight. We're being told of the next big fight. If you were expecting a big fight, you're going to be disappointed. That's not, that's not the kind of talk to people who are, as Asher rightly points out, paying 15 bucks a month to play this game want to hear. We want to play the game. Have you ever been in like a really, like say you meet someone at a party and you guys just really, really mesh, you click. Uh, like the first time Merck and I talked, we just got along super well, right? But then you're, you're talking, it gets, it's getting late in the night. Everyone's getting a little past their, the amount they drink or they're coming down a little bit. And there's this moment where, where you need to end it, right? You need to cut it off. You need to go home. It's closing time. But sometimes you're just enjoying yourself so much, you, you don't you don't want to be the person to say it, right? You don't want to be the one who says, "Oh, hey man, it's been great. Let's let's go uh, let's go rock climbing sometime." And I'm I'm heading home, right? Call me an Uber. But and, and that's the problem is that like that was a great time, and now we're coming off our buzz. Uh, we've talked about everything we can talk about. Someone's brought up politics. You know, it's just, it's getting awkward. And, and and you need to know when 
to, to, to fold them, right? And, and I think that's the problem is that when you have a coalition of leadership that is made up of, of 15 different voices, no one wants to be the person who says, hey, guys, we, you know, we killed 40 Keepstars and we've, uh, we've done everything that we wanted to do except a couple things, but we've done so much. Let's just let's ride off in the sunset. And, and but the first person who says that is, is going to be the person who's really worried that they'll be they'll be made fun of or an example of or or actively propagandized or or it'll be leaked it'll be leaked that they wanted to quit so you have this situation where everyone's staring at each other saying man it's it's about 5 a.m now i'm really tired but i cannot be the one who suggests we break this party up so everybody sits there and they just get angrier and angrier and mad and tired and it just keeps going and that's that that is the i mean that, that it's one of the things i would say i like i like your date night uh mm -hmm. reference my, my analogy would be more politics wise it's it's the guy who keeps running for office every year mm. and he's been running and running and running he's like a 20 termer and the district is changing and things are changing and he's not doing the stuff that the kids are doing you know he's still out there doing direct mail He's still out there talking about issues that, that were resolved 20 years ago, but he thinks people still care about. He's out of touch. I never felt so inside baseball, but I get I get it. So there you go. So what happens? Yeah, yeah. Until, until one day he loses a primary to Nelsechnaya Shalupa. Bingo! <laughs> there you go. This up-and-coming guy who's all excited and fired up and has no money comes out of nowhere and beats the 20-term incumbent in the primary. And that's the end of his career. And instead of ending his career on a, on a high note saying, I walked out with my head held high. I won every race I was ever in. He will be forever remembered as the dude that lost to that small upstart guy. And now I'm, and now like, this is the knock on effect. I'm Googling AOC, big mommy milkers. I wouldn't recommend it, but that's just, a bad idea. Don't yeah, do that. These, these things happen. But this is, I mean, this is the thing. And then all of a sudden you go from being like, the senior statesman to being the don't let this happen to you guy and that sucks and that's i feel like that's that's a good analogy for the war they did everything they wanted to do they're at the point now where if you're not villi you're not pro guy you're not two people i mean and to a certain extent you're not gobbins you're not one of these guys that has a super raging hate boner for the imperium and wants to do everything you can to keep your foot on our neck if you're just in this for the fights, you're just in this for the fun. What fun? There hasn't been fun in months. So now you're looking for the exit. And it doesn't surprise me at all that Bob and the guys in FC, uh, that FC and NC Dot are like, hmm, we need to go somewhere and do something because this is boring as shit. I don't like being told don't take fleets out because we don't want to give them content. That makes perfect yeah. sense to me, right? Yeah, and it also makes sense that it's these, like, the fleet commanders who... <clears throat> uh, you know, they have the wherewithal to go and do stuff themselves, right? They have the ability to just go make content. They can take a fleet out. They can do stuff. All they have to do is ditch their diplomatic standings, right? So it makes sense that this group of people who is in an alliance that's very old, very PvP-focused, is going to be the first to, to be able to get out of all the other things trapping Pappy and make this move and say, you know what? We are fed up. We are tired. We're going to go shoot anyone 
and but it's not going to be in Delve, you know. Uh, and, and so that's not there, a surprise no that it, to of, me that it has worked out this way. Sorry, Asher. No, no, there's no better set of walking papers than a bunch of FCs, right? Like that is right. like yeah. the <laughs> ultimate corp currency in uh, in Eve. Like it, either either you have a ton of active members, or 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 a few uh, active FCs. Either one of those is just about as gold as you can get for corp recruitment, right? So. Yep. And they're gonna go like they, they they can go, not not wherever they want, but you know what I'm saying. They they have a lot of open doors to them. Well, if you're worthless crabs, you can always join the Imperium. I mean, that's, what <laughs> I, that's what I've been told. We'd love to have you because what what will happen is they'll declare war against us, and those crabs will immediately flee. That's what's right. gonna happen. You'll lose thirty percent of your membership I've as soon as you get that. to Delve, right? Yeah, I immediately. Mean, I mean, I knew about some of this. I joined with a corporation of worthless crabs. We had all come from World of Warcraft. It was 2010. But little did I know that at the time, Goonswarm owned a whole two solar systems. And there was a lot of military engagement in our immediate future. So this is this is a very old story at this point. But yeah, really interesting times. I'm still trying to gather myself remembering that first night Asher and I had together. <laughs> and the fact that... We never did go rock climbing in Paris the way he promised that we would. I think for the I FC love the trail guys, of shattered dreams behind me. Right, right. right. Sorry. A mess in your wake. I think that for the FCs, you know, jumping retributions into to three tech D and shooting uh, a bunch of bubbles that will be replaced 90 seconds after you leave the system that leaves you wanting for more, especially because this was such a high impact conflict for so long that it is very anticlimactic at this point. I will say this, the entire strategy that you're hearing coming out of their leadership, like, you know what, we'll just revisit this war in three or four months and get started again. I'm here to tell you ahead of time what I think everybody already knows. That's not going to happen. You are going to have numbers attrition. You are going to have situations like what happened yesterday. You are going to continue to fall victim to these little tiny paper cuts. And eventually it will be enough of them that the whole thing just kind of peters out. You've got people like uh, Gobbins or PGL or Villy who are so personally invested at this point that they are sort of dragging their orgs, kicking and screaming towards what they hope will one day be progress. Because if we can't form up enough people right now, let's wait four months and not do anything. After and nothing. certainly we'll be able to form up more people then, right? I mean, there's got to be more groups that are not a part of the blue donut right now that we can recruit right um so i don't know i, I don't think it bodes very well I, I i don't know that the the nc corps or anything like that are going to be a, a a backbreaker but holy shit it doesn't help because as I, I i said to you guys uh three weeks ago when we did the show um we are not in the summer lull yet the summer lull comes at the end of august so if, if you think the numbers are bad uh just wait they're gonna get worse well, I think there, you know, I'm a big proponent of like the non FC leadership scheme, right? Like, I think that's the way to go with Eve Online Corporation Alliance coalition leadership. That said, the, there are moments of disconnect where, you know, the people you were talking about don't play the game. They play the game in an entirely different way. They play the game right. by sitting in a, you know, smoke filled room 
and saying, well, I wonder if uh, I wonder if we've jumped in Stormbringers and MJD Destroyers, if that would work. And th that's how they play. They don't actually ram their head against the wall. And so there's a disconnect, like sitting there for three months is not a problem for them because that's what they're going to do anyway. That's how they play the game. But for the people who actually like, you know, log in and, and do things, it gets much more boring. And so you either need to have a vision that you give to them, like this is this is the vision, and, and this is how we're going to win with this vision. And that's where that's where you know that leadership comes in and is very important. Is can they sell and deliver on a vision that might not be immediate gratification? And it feels like from my outsider's perspective, they don't have that vision, but they're still doing the thing where they need to they need to convince their line members that th that this is the plan going forward. And I don't know, I mean, I saw Gobbins thing saying this is not containment. It was, I don't even remember what he said. It was some sort of influence, influence, right? Like lack of influence, right? Yeah. That didn't really, you know, I'm not the target audience, but it didn't speak to me. And, and maybe it spoke to other people. Maybe that was like, they were, they were like, this is awesome. You know, let, let's keep on manning the walls, like you're manning the siege, right? Maybe. But just from my outside perspective, it doesn't feel like that's really a great a great narrative and if you were going to do this a, a don't play the game scenario you need to have a great narrative yeah i, mean, I agree the only siege mechanics in this game last five minutes right <laughs> i mean that's the thing like look you know th you this is down? not i mean these guys gotta understand we're not we're not talking about like this isn't going to be the siege of candia okay it's not going to be the siege of Thess thessalonica or it's not going to be the siege of philadelphia it's not going to be one of these long ass you know, 22 eight-year-plus sieges that end in final victory and everybody gets rampaged over at the end. of It's not going to happen, right? These guys talking about this war-lasting years, already. They, I mean, it's already been a year. Yeah, well, It's not going to last anymore. It's not going to last another can't. couple of years. Yeah, and they can't. They could not last that length. I mean, we already saw it, right? As soon as they were going hard... For just a couple of weeks, they started to run out of steam. And you know that has got to be connected to the money stuff. They don't want to throw capitals in. Obviously, money is connected to that. They don't want to throw super capitals in. Obviously, scarcity and in the industry changes are connected to that, too. You can hear it on a... There was a town hall Billy gave. It'll be five, six weeks ago now. And, and, and one of his members asked him, well, how, how many Titans do you think the Imperium can replace if we had another big fight, right? Uh, because, of course, they're all afraid of the fact that I was able to replace 100 Titans in a weekend, which that's a good thing to be afraid of, right? So, But they're asking, and Billy's replying and saying, oh, there's no way they cost so much and no one is building them. And you, you know that he's talking about his own situation. Right. He knows that the numbers are very large and they wouldn't be able to replace any either. I don't know how many they still had outstanding on that exact date when he gave the town hall. But, but so that all influences this, and they didn't make the right strategic choices. They could have looked at the industry changes three or four months ago and said, you know what, we, we don't have the ability to do this anymore. And they could have, could have backed out then and said, you know what, CCP has screwed us hard. We have no way to invade in a way that's going to cost us all this cash. There's no additional way to make cash. We can't sustain our alliances at that level of risk, and that makes the war not worth it. They had that option. But... They were, I mean, really the whole game is so bound up in seeing every scarcity type thing as something, oh, they're nerfing goons, that no one realized what the effect of that would be two, three months later. And so here they are, still unwilling to use a capital if they have to take it through a gate, 
still unwilling to try and contest the jammers and and jump capitals in for some sort of serious engagement not that they have the numbers now anyway but all of that goes back to strategic mismanagement and not being aware of the of what they're working with and how the game has changed underneath them right ccp right. continues to make changes and they just totally failed to adapt you and here's what i think is going to happen next sorry go ahead no no just to your point and i think you're 100 accurate i mean look they've had multiple opportunities to take to create an off-ramp and get out of this thing after m2 they could have replaced the titans as soon as they got their trap ships out they could have said hey we won we got our trap ships out ha 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 war's over we win we right. killed 40 keep stars it's done yeah when when scarcity was in, or at least when the industry changes were introduced and, all, and everything changed, they could have said, "All right, CCP fucked us. They've changed everything. We can't afford this now. We got to walk away." And they didn't. And once they get to one DQ, we have a bunch of fights. They can't break the jammers. They can't get through. They could say, "Oh, there's just no way to do this. These guys are using grandfathered faction fortas. Are sitting on the IHUB. We're never going to be able to do it. We're never going to get a fill." Uh, we did it. We did what we came here to do. We got good fights. We're going to go back and do something else now. They could have done that, and they didn't. So now they're stuck. They have no narrative way to walk away from this war where, where we're not going to crow that we won. Now, we're going to do that anyway, Yeah. but then you could see there was going to be credible arguments to be made that they did what they accomplished what they wanted to. I but they sit here for four months. Yeah. Actually, I know Merkel wanted to get in. Sorry. I, I it's all right. I, I was just thinking back to when we were in tribute the last time, and we were sort of on the, the final days of our campaign most of the line was getting kind of bored of like bashing uncontested structures with the Lashax and shit like that. And CCP threw out the drifter thing that obviously yeah. began to very asymmetrically attack Imperium holdings more than anything else. Um, and it was, I, I remember the conversation we had was minutes long where everybody puts the data out there for mittens and he's just like, we're going back. You know, we're, we're not going to mm -hmm. lose what we have to destroy someone else's shit. You know, it's not worth it. We've, we've put too much into it and they have had a dozen of those situations, but what they don't have is a singular or, or like a unipolar command and control layer. They have a goddamn committee, right? And good luck being effective in that sense. Someone always has to be the person to say, I've heard all the arguments. This is what we're doing now, right? Um, and they don't really have that. They, they each have their little fiefdoms. They each have their own reasons for participating. And you're starting to see that ground is shifting. It is not static. Every group has their own motivations, their own cause to be there, their own problems back home with, you know, initiative or somebody fucking with their space, stuff like that. So I, I think now that the first couple checks have arrived at the table, more people may be comfortable saying, uh, check please, we're getting out of here now. Yep. I mean, look, yeah. nobody has ever run a war democratically. Councils of war do not work. Everybody hates them. You, you can read through history and the, and the most common phrase that every commander in charge of an army will say at some point is, I'll bring the commanders in to brief them, but this is not a council of war because I don't want one. George Washington didn't want one. Eisenhower didn't want one. In fact, that was one of the big reasons why he became Supreme Allied Commander. So there would be one guy at the top making the decisions. You can't run a fucking war by committee, but that's what the bads are trying to do. That's one of the reasons why we have the advantage because the Imperium is the Imperium. There is one person at the top of it and we all know who it is. These guys are all the, the, the kings of their, like it's, it's like there's no king of kings you know, there's no Xerxes, there's no, like, super guy, and no great con in charge of Pappy. It's yeah. just a bunch of equals sitting there, and if they decide they don't want to do something, they don't do it. 
Yeah. And that and leads even, for bad decision making. Right. And even the equals who are there who are running Pappy, they all have dramatically different motivations than one of their line members might, right? Some of these guys are making personal, personal profit off of running these alliances. Uh, others of them either don't have the full picture or they're sizing up. You know, every single one of these people is sizing up, okay, there's the however many big alliances and however many hundred small alliances. And, and once it all breaks down, what happens to me? Right. And so that that is how they're immediately thinking in that scenario where it, when you present the space emperor with something that says goon swarm is threatened, all he has to do is make the right decision. He's not making any money, depending on what we do. He, you know, it, it's not about his personal wealth and Eve. It's about figuring out what the right thing is for the Imperium. And it's just a totally different governance model. And that's what we're seeing here. And I think the thing that I also want to point out is for those guys out there who are claiming like, like when Gobbin says, oh, you know, what else are we going to do? There's there's nothing else out there. Why why would we go anywhere? <laughs> Who would we fight? Well, guess what? Other people are doing that. And we're getting good content. And here's a perfect example of this. So the initiative has been up north. You guys know that. We went and we have a staging in Uaman. We have a staging in Curse. And from Curse, we can hit a bunch of different stuff. So we have been actively fucking with Legions of X death for a week now. And here's a fight we had. This was a fight two days ago. And I'll throw it up on the screen here real quick. If I can find what I did with my damn utility. Where's my utility camera? There it is. Here it is. Right here. Wicked Creek. We had a 175 to 184 fight. We lost 6 billion. They lost 20. We killed a ton of their stuff. We had Ishtars and Serbs. We killed a ton of Munins. It was a You're great fight. Asher's love language right now. But exactly. I'm so excited at the <laughs> moment. Right. 42 mutants we killed with Ishtars. We killed two, two Ansiblexes. And while we were up there, that wasn't, I mean, we were doing a lot more than just, you know, fucking around with these guys. We were having fun. We were interdicting their infrastructure, messing with them, trying to, to call them out. We ended up killing four jump bridges. We ref two more. We killed. One more, two in hull, an IHUB, and a TCU dead, and four more systems in ref. We ref to Fortizar. We're up there messing with their stuff. These guys are part of Legacy. This is in their backfields. Now, we hear from Gabas and the rest, oh, there's no influence. These guys have no influence. Well, you know what? When we can take a fight outnumbered and kick your ass, I think that's kind of influential. And I think that's the kind of fights that we used to be getting on a nightly basis in Delve that we don't see anymore. But you're getting them in other areas of space. And I think that, more than anything, is probably what got Brother Bob and those guys to start talking to NSH. They want to go get these fights. Snuffed is getting fights all the time. The low-sec guys are fighting with each other. Dock workers are fighting. All those guys in that area are out there, and they're getting good fights. So if you're, in a, if you're here because you're playing a game, and you're not trying to write your name in a history book or destroy the enemy that destroyed your first alliance when you were younger, you know, when you're not trying to become some famous Eve uh, history book figure, you're just here to play the game. You're going to go where the fights are, and they sure as hell are not happening in Delft. So that's why I think these guys walked away. Yeah, makes sense. So what do I, I'll tell you, I was going to say this before. Here's what I think is going to happen in the next week or so. I expect what we'll see is the Baz will try one more push into the 1DQ constellation. What are they going to do? Well, 
when the skill point loss changes go through and you're not losing skill points in T3Cs anymore, you can take a T3C, you slap a covert reconfiguration on it, it can use a covert Sino. They're going to try to Sino in a big T3C fleet somewhere and try to fuck with the iHubs or something in 3TechD or one of the other systems back there. That's what I expect they're going to try to do. And then when we dumpster that with fighters, like we will, and they see this massive 40 or 50 billion-esque loss of these T3 cruisers that they can't afford to SRP because it takes weeks to get enough gobloons paid out to these guys to get their money back, they're going to do that once, and that's going to be the end of it. Asher, does that sound reasonable? Is that what you guys are I thinking? I love you writing happen? checks for me to cash, Brett. Thank right, you I'm just so saying, much. I think you're going to do <laughs> Thank it. Thank you so much. I think you're going to do it. Just fill out the whole thing and leave me to endorse it. You've already won, sir. I mean, please, do you have any remarks prepared? (laughs) Appreciate it. Appreciate everything going on right now. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to guarantee victory. I'm not Babe Ruth. Right. But, uh, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that they're, they're in a rough position, right? They have a tough, they have a tough time and, um, they're coming up. They're trying to come up with solutions to problems that probably can't be solved by the parameters that they've inputted. Yeah. I'll so, tell you what, if if they're going to sign in a huge fleet of T3Cs, you're going to look like Babe Ruth, buddy. <laughs> if I eat, if I keep eating these uh, these Kirkland uh, stuffed uh, peanut butter stuffed pretzels, I will. Uh, are, are you are you back on the stuffed pretzels again? Oh, dude, so good, so oh, good. Oh man, you got yeah. me on those. I had to stop buying them because I was it was just too much addictive right they're pretty solid they're yeah. really good but i mean I, they're going to come I up with something in, man. I'm, i get i'm getting i get 54 dollars every time i mention it so uh, really is that it yeah yeah you got a kirkland this, deal it's like going kirkland how do you get a kirkland deal we can't get a big wave deal this is bullshit <laughs> yeah. you know i i just i would expect because we've alluded to it already that the guys upstairs are going to do what the guys upstairs do, and they're going to try to alliance tournament, you know, their way out of this military situation that they find themselves in. I do think you will see a couple flaccid attempts to push with an underwhelming number of people and, you know, Imperium members who at this point have really gotten their asses kicked for the last year, but they've managed to scramble back onto their feet. And they're in that do or die, I'm cornered situation where they've already taken the lumps. It doesn't get any worse than that. So they're just incredibly motivated. And for us, it's usually as easy as see the ping, log in, launch the fighters, and then just wait for the wood chipper, you know? And as long as that continues to be the case, they they are in a bit of a pickle and waiting is going to make it worse for them. Um, but I think it's all they can do because like we, we had mentioned earlier, nobody wants to be the first person out, you know. Um, but maybe this maybe this NC Corp stuff creates a situation where Vince says, you know what, fuck these guys, we're gonna go attack them instead. Our peop this this is evidence that our people are clearly wow. ready to to get the hell out of here and and then other groups can follow. I really love the notion that that, look, what else are we going to do? There's no one else to fight. You can start by deleting the blue list that you've assembled over the last year, and I promise there will then be people to fight. There <laughs> is right. Then we'll certainly fight you. Yeah. Yes. We're not going to stop fighting you just because you guys go somewhere else. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, fraternity is huge. They could go fight them. They could go fight each I mean, they could test. Could, could, could go fight uh, 
fraternity again like they just got done with. I mean, Winterco, I think, is obviously the number one suspect because not only are they up there printing ISK like nobody else is, they're also the least impacted by the war. None of their space has been touched. And uh, I think a lot of players on both sides want to go shoot them. So yeah, I'm I mean, surprised that that's not uh, that nobody's looking at that and being like, hey, yeah, that's a good option. I, I think Fraternity it. is one of the only members of Pappy that's showing any sort of strategic forethought, right? Like, they've not only been supporting the war, but also trying to build up their own empire and gain some semblance of independence, presumably for later, right? Just like I was saying a few minutes ago, all, all these guys are thinking, what happens next? Fraternity's been thinking about what happens next since 11 months ago, it seems like, right? Uh, they, they're a lot larger. They feel they, they've been winning other fights, right? Like a whole different set of wars happened while we were not paying attention, right? Yeah. So they're set up, and it seems to me, looking for a position where they can be a little more secure themselves, no matter what happens, right? Because you have a certain amount of space, a certain amount of membership, a certain amount of money. Now it's a lot harder, a lot bigger lift for hypothetically test or some other group to come after you in the event that it all falls apart here in Delve. Yep. So and they I think have, that makes a lot of sense. It's respectable. And, and it does. And and I, we got, I got to say, I think Norhaus and the guys in fraternity have done the best in this war of anybody. They have kept their losses to a minimum. They have been in, present in all the major fights. Uh, they've gotten beat a couple times, but they've won a bunch of fights too. And they've gobbled up region after region in the north with nobody really able to stop them because wow. everybody else is focused on the war. The folks that would normally go and respond to bat phones from the small groups that were up north, can't afford to leave 1DQ T5Z because if they do, somebody's going to make a big push and it's going to be a problem. But here's the thing. While we have said over and over again, and this is true and it's backed up by the numbers, and NC Dot has been pulling above their weight for this entire war, they're still one of the smallest groups active inside the whole big pappy family. So if NC Dot decides to leave and go up and fight NSH because of what happened with original sinners and and Criterion, is it is it a huge impact on the numbers down here? Not really. I mean, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna lose maybe fifty guys that are. It active, doesn't but, need to be one. Right? Well, there doesn't need to be one. But I mean, the funny thing is, it's like the folks that left NC Dot were the ones that were active anyway. So right. you, those guys are already gone. If you pull the whole group out and go after them, you're not really doing much. So I, I don't know. I don't. Something we haven't discussed much is this is a non insignificant amount of U.S. time zone FCs, right? Like, right. The, the, your your bench is only so deep, um, right? And, and you know the, these guys are are walking and, and probably will not be participating in the future. Um, you know that's that that in, you know conveniently our SOV is time to U.S. time zone. Um, and, you know, um, uh, you know, when you, you have like a line member who leaves, right, it, it's it's easier to cycle in one who, you know, just came back from a break or something like that. That that sort of fills in rather easily. But replacing FCs is hard. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of training that goes into it and just a lot of experience. Like, you know, you just can't you can have a guy who has all the tools, but, you know, his, his first his first year, he'll never be a good FC just because it need, you need time. Right. And, and yeah, so. I mean is that guy with all those tools willing and ready to go into three tech D? I don't think so. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. in the best of scenarios I'm talking about, but you're right. He, this, this is a, not the best of scenarios. Right. So, so the, you know, this is a, like, like I think this is losing where they four or five FCs have left, right. 
losing that many um, FCs is is much bigger because of the time zone distribution. Mm-hmm. If they lost four or five mix of Australian and EU, it would be less less painful to them. But the, the, this is actually um, you know a relatively a relatively big blow, bigger than you might think from from you know the size of the corporations that are. Leaving. Well, I, I think it's, it's huge. Best- I think yeah, it's especially huge. considering how much we've been seeing of all of these names we've named. Like I, right. I don't, I don't honestly go to that many fleets personally because I'm busy with a lot of stuff, but I, I have shot each of those names on the field, you know, not, you know, relatively recently, not in the past couple of days, but they're they're They've been around and now all of a sudden they won't be. It's really interesting. So. Yeah. And can you, did you ever think Asher when this war started that by the end, the number one strat FC, for the Sappy Coalition in U.S. time zone would be O'Muskie. Is it O'Muskie or Zero Muskie? I don't. I assume I don't it's know. O'Muskie. I call him O'Muskie. Oh, I thought it was Zero Muskie, or maybe it's just Muskie. Yeah, maybe well, maybe it's Zero Muskie because he he took a I shower. Is, so he doesn't I guess it's sort of musky. answering your question by asking a question. Right. You can call me Socrates if you want. Socrates. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, no, it it is surprising. Like you know, you 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 have your guys like Alpha Star Pilot, who you would have been sort of the more obvious candidate, um, and some other people. Uh, I I, don't, I hate to show, I hate to throw shade at other FCs. You know, it's just not. I don't think it's. Uh, I'm not throwing shade. I love Muskie. He fights. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just saying that like you know, you would have probably expected other people, but um, but you know, he stepped up in the war and he's run a lot of fleets, so so he's sort of earned that earned that role. But it is unexpected for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Muskie is like a slightly older and dustier version of Mike Flood. You know, the, mm. one of these guys that came up in the war and now is suddenly like, wow, that guy's good. He Muskie. does a lot of good shit. So there you go. Happy birthday, Mike, by the way. So, all right. So we had we had the NC dot news this week. We had nothing else really going on. I wanted to highlight one more thing for you guys in case you haven't read it. And I mean read it as in read it. Mm. If you've not readed it, not read it like the fucking website. Okay. My boy Dark Shines. <laughs> I was wondering if this is going to be yeah, it. Yeah, buddy. My boy Dark Shines. My body is ready. Has been writing some of the best stuff I have seen in quite a long time. He has been like... I didn't know he was so versatile. Like, I thought, like, I know he's a great FC, and I know he's good at PUBG, and I know he is a damn fine potato farmer, but I had no idea he was a writer, too. And if you haven't seen, like, his 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 ongoing story chain is so good, and it's got Cryo in it, and it had High and Hiwanto and, and, and Tao, and a bunch of these guys. Mittens is in this one. Man, I, I, wanna, I wish I could get Asher to read his 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 thing about the Kirkland protein bars that he threw in the story. Like I was thinking, what would be awesome if we could do this? And I, I might try to do it. Is I want to get like all the guys that he mentions in the story to read their they read Actually, their audio and then I'll like narrate yeah. it. That would be so fucking good if we could like do a show of just the Dark Shines fanfic stuff. Like I think that would be amazing. We gotta work on that. I'd have to get Jay and Cryo and and dramatic reading. What stood out to me about these stories is the number of 
of one-liners or two-liners. Like every other line is just solid gold. It is really no is gonna... incredible mention that Casimir's drinking out of a five-gallon bucket. It's I, an hour Why is he? Yeah, I thought only, it was fine. <clears throat> it's only a hundred plus ounces. You've, you've got 15 minutes left. Are you sure you've still got enough? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been uh, pacing myself lest I have to get up and use the restroom. This right. guy takes There's, hydration a little more seriously than I the am, average goon. Right. I'm experienced with the, the hundred-ounce mug. Is I that was, why the chair broke? Because you lifted up that mug? <laughs> Uh, no, that was a plate of rice. It's a long story. We can share the chair picture later if we really run out of time. Uh, man, but some of the, I was just looking at this. Whipped out his limited edition Rockapost Cartel smartphone. Just all so good. I love every line in this thing. Anyway. Uh, are, 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 are FCs just savants? Are like the good ones just savants? Just have I many different are. skills? I think they are. I think they all have to be because they're just amazing when it comes to certain things. And I just have to say, like, I love Shines. I didn't know he had this in him. This was amazing. What are this you good at, Asher? Things. I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> I was just wondering, like, uh, you know, like, you, you, when you're a kid and you, like, you, you try to see if you have the force or you can do magic or something. <laughs> I'm just waiting for those moments. Like, I, it's going to happen eventually. You're good at hauling wood chips now. Thank you. Thank you. I, I There's something I'm good at, finally. So one other thing that I wanted to bring up from this week, and this is this is a a repeat of our of our chat from last week. So let me let me throw um, let me throw the other camera angle up so I can talk to you guys about it. Last week, I was very upset, and I called out Gobbins and Manny and the rest of the guys for targeting the new bros in Karma Fleet University with this pickle Rick bullshit, and. I wanted to say thank you for listening to me. I very much appreciate it. And I can only assume that the fact that the Pickle Rick attempt in high sec ganking, that it has been so miserably awful and unsuccessful is because you took my words to heart and decided that going after new bros was a bad idea. Because if this is what we can see, we expect from you guys over the course of this, of this campaign against goon alts and high sec then i was i had nothing to worry about i really didn't let me show you guys some numbers because i know you'll appreciate this it's amazing to me how absurd the the bad these guys are at this stuff we have been tracking every single kill and i have to give jay amazing his credit for this been tracking every single kill we have a spreadsheet that goes through all the kills. Are they an Imperium alt? All kinds of stuff. They've managed to actually kill 47 ships. Nine were actual Imperium alts. 38 were puppies. Random people just playing the game. Of the Imperium isk that they killed, they've killed about 563 million isk. They've killed 90 billion isk worth of non-aligned players in high sec. And I say that only because I'm being nice to them and saying that they got on those kill mails. Because this is the joke. These guys, they're not on, they're not the ones doing these ganking. They're not the actual ones doing most of these ganks. Most of the time, they are sitting in Udama or some other gank system, and they are glomming onto the ganks that are being performed by the actual gankers who know what they're doing. So of that, 
91 billion in ISK that prick, which is their ticker, I'm not just making names up, has added to their kill boards. Of those, only 4.5 billion ISK of that were actual ganks started by them, and every single one was a puppy, not an Imperium member. So I can only say, exactly, they're whoring on Kushin kills. They've been doing that. They were, they were, they took credit. They were getting on kills of the gankers to try to pad their kill boards. Like when, Shoot when that Jason, Talos that's about to explode <laughs> from right. Concord, you know, yeah. you're right. going to get I'm going to smart bomb those guys and get on all these kills. And that's going to make my numbers look good. Yeah. The only thing I can say is either you guys are completely and utterly incompetent and we would never make such an, a accusation on the medish that such fine and esteemed gentlemen as Manny and Gobbins don't know what the fuck they're doing. We would never say that. So, of course, this has to be that they have cognitively and decidedly and purposefully chosen to heed my words from last week and not really go after KFU and Imperium members in high school. So thank you. We very much appreciate you guys being this good so sports sincere. and not doing what we asked you not to do. They're, they're actually pivoting to a spider tank MJD command ship doctrine they're going to oh. use for ganking that Gobbins is convinced looks really good on a calculator. I need five minutes to myself. I really need, <laughs> I need five minutes alone, guys. Uh, I'm going to mute. Actually, can I, can I play devil's advocate? I love playing devil's advocate. You're, 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 you're welcome to play the, the devil's advocate. These the so-called pubbies that they killed, you know, we have we have a list of like of alts right and we 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 killed a bunch of jump freighters freighters at the start of the war that were pappy affiliated um and they screamed oh those shouldn't be included in the ist totals those aren't our there's those are anyone's those are just random they're not us you know uh well well they were bringing 50 munins to somewhere else they're not our munins they were someone else's mutants, right? Like, but that—that's what happened, and and they that actually really bothered me that they just wouldn't admit the truth. Is it possible that those are actual Imperium, you know, drum freighters? What else they shot? It was like what ninety billion total. Is it possible that that's what those were? You know why it's not possible? Why? Because we have the lists of all the blue alts, and our dear friend Jay Amazingness, who besides being wonderfully sexy and a very smart individual is mm -hmm. checking all of our blue rosters against the list of all the gangs to verify. And we do know which ones that they've killed that are actual Imperium alts. There's like four. Wow. And right, it's well. just absurd to me that, that this is really what they're trying to do. They think that they've got, we've done the spy work. I mean, Gobbins flat out said it. We've done the spy work. We know who these guys are. I could play you the audio, but I won't because I'll spare you falling asleep while you're watching the show. You've literally defeated me with facts and logic. I know, right? It's amazing. I wish Goblins would send me that list. I want to tax people. <clears throat> guys, we have to stop and pause. We are in the presence of greatness. Freddie has made an appearance on the show. It's perfect timing with his little picture up there above my head. It, it's just to have the, the real deal here in the flesh. It gets no better. Fred made Fred, it. I'm so proud of you, Fred. Normally thanks, he doesn't Fred. want to hang out with us, but I guess he recognizes that sometimes like Asher, he has to wake up and come hang out with us. Right. Thank that was you. A low Fred. blow. I deserved it, but it was a low blow. Listen, I wanted to say, listen, I'm very happy that you're here, Asher. 
I, I'm very happy that you're here. I, I do want to say we were going to do, you had suggested last week uh, during SNS or during a, a fleet of a group of, of whom we were not yeah. supposed to talk about, that you wanted an, an, an award show. Yeah. And I've been trying to figure out how we would do the award show. And I was thinking, what award would I give you? And the award that I would give you is, in the history of the Meta Show, since I've take, I took over in November of 2019, uh-huh. we have had one and only one guest ever completely flake out and miss the entire show. Ooh. And his name is Asher Alive. Treat him mean, keep him keen. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> only one. So yeah. You got a gold fucking medal. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. There you go. There's your award. <laughs> Honestly, we just love that you're here because it's cool to, to, to chat with you because you're in favor. Asher is still our king. You know, you, you're such a politician, Brisk. Yes, I am. Such a good you politician. Just, you just cut the legs out from under me, and then you buttered but then my biscuits. I still love him. Yeah, He's still yeah, the look best. At, look, look at that. Bless Let my little heart. you back up. You fell down. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to pick you back up. That, that when you can't see yeah. those 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 footsteps, that's because when I carried you. Totally unrelated to, to me cutting your kneecaps off. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a hand right back up. Exactly right. Now, and to prove that I how good a politician I am, there's one last mm-hmm. thing I need to do because the show is almost over. We are we are nearing the five o'clock mark, the twenty one hundred Eve mark, if you will. Tomorrow, tomorrow, July the eleventh, is my lovely and talented wife's birthday. I will not tell you how old she is. I will tell you that she is twelve hours older than me. My birthday wow. is on Monday, but I wanted to say, for the record, happy birthday, Mrs. Brisk. Many, many, many returns. I hope you enjoy the day tomorrow. We're going to have lots of fun. We're going to go to Mount Vernon because that's where she wanted to go. We're going to go wander around Old Town Alexandria and buy some stuff and visit her sister and her nieces. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, Whatever she wants to do, that's what we're going to do tomorrow. And then on Monday, on my birthday, I'm going to do absolutely nothing except for, like, have a whole day worth of meetings because, you know, that's what happens when it's a Monday. When your birthday's on a Monday, not on a Sunday. You have to work. As one does. Yep. If you see some it's of the awesome. youths, make sure you say it's money earning Mount Vernon. They there really get down with that. Exactly. Got it. I am not turning 50. I am turning 44 on Monday. Well, you've officially outed your lovely wife then with your previous. No, I didn't because none of you people know how to do math. Mm. Okay. Ah, <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. That's it. I kept it secret. Thank you. Good job. There you go. Gentlemen, we're wrapping up at the end of the show. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Kaz? See, the thing is, if, if this show feels like it's gone a little long because we started on time. Normally, you uh, cut well, it off at 5 true. because you, you start at 4.10. Like, it's a 50-minute show. That's it. This That's is it. an actual solid 60, and I don't think you ever have the endurance to go that much. I, I will, look, I will say this. I was kind of surprised. I was a little nervous because we came in. We didn't have a lot of prep work done. Right. I, no, I was I impressed. Think, I, think, I think the whole audience knows that. <laughs> I thought the show was good. I had fun. Asher's this was easy. Revenge. <laughs> there was no dead air. It wasn't like you know, uh, you know. How those knees got feeling? Exactly. There yeah. you go. It was. It wasn't any dead air. It was great. We had a good chat. This was nice. Yeah, I it was liked great. It. Glad to be here. It's good. Kaz, I'm happy that you're here. We want to try to get Kaz more on the show because. And can I say what a painting on his background? That is a great thank, painting. Thank you. That's a rubber duck for anyone who can't see it. I, I think uh, it's amazing. I also I have the Eve hardcovers stacked up behind me. I was there for a lot of those, uh, but I've been brushing up on my history anyway since I've been 
observing things and it seems like people haven't learned any of the lessons that we did during dominion uh so yeah i, I hope to be back thanks everyone mark you, people are asking if you can show off the wall trick do you want to do that um the bat phone's ringing the bat what? phone I, frank is calling because he wants on the show fuck him yeah not, I, not today. I can quickly show you the wall trick it it appears that the wall is right behind me we we show this off on my stream all the time and it makes people go crazy the wall is actually very 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 far back here like way what 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 sort of sorcery is this got him there you go got him that's right, it way back there um well, you can see you can see i've got my dress shirt on with my athletic shorts like a professional in broadcasting would um <laughs> you know what i did want to wrap up with this it's summertime you're hearing all this talk about everybody going out and, and getting after it and let's take a break and all that stuff if you're in the imperium please do enjoy your summer keep your discord relays alive and well look for those all capital pings coming from the boss when shit hits the fan and make yourself available otherwise be careful out there. It's been a super shitty last year for reasons that have nothing to do with EVE Online. Um, so, you know, enjoy yourselves, but uh, be careful out there. And boy, it's been awfully hot everywhere right now. I feel like I'm in a position of privilege because it's only 95 here right now. But, uh, you know, I, I think it goes without saying we all suffered through a lot this past year. Let's, uh, let's get out there and enjoy it. Excellent. Kaz, you have any final words to say as we're getting out of here? Nope. Like I said, I, I will be back. It's going to be interesting, uh, interesting post four. I hope. Very good. All right. Ash, Asher Elias, Masher Elias, you get the final word because we love you so much. Dude, I, I thought just like uh, someone who put blood on the frame of their door, I was going to be passed over, but <laughs> you remembered me at the last second. So, <laughs> you know, making making Merck get to the cover his mouth laugh is really one of the, the, the major joys of my life. That's the that's when you know you really hit, hit the home run. Speaking of home runs, Shohei Otani. I don't even like baseball. That guy is so exciting. I, I like I like watch his dongs every day and it is. It is it is out there. So <laughs> Very I just, good. I'm I'm enjoying baseball, which is weird. It feels weird. That's that's all I gotta say. All right, everybody. This has been the Meta Show for Saturday, July the tenth, twenty twenty one. I'm Bruce Rabal, joined by Kazanir, Asher Elias, and Merkel Chen. We are going to end the show right now. We hope you guys all have a good time. Tomorrow is the Euro Cup Finals. I hope everybody out there, who, whether you're rooting for Italy or you're rooting for England, I hope you have a good time with it. I think you'll enjoy the end of the Meta Show, our closing credits, if you are an England fan. We will see you guys next week. You stay classy. New, New Eden.